I was sent a promotional thing for the special evening classes for men. I just want to make you avail yourself of it. It says, all are welcome, open to men only. And due to the complexity of the level of difficulty, each course will accept a maximum of eight participants. The course covers two days and topics are covered in this course include day one. How to fill the ice cube trays. Step-by-step -step guide with slide presentation. Toilet rolls, do they grow on the holders? Round table discussion. Differences between laundry basket and floor. Practicing with hamper, pictures and graphics. Dishes and silverware, do they levitate, fly to the kitchen sink, or dishwasher by themselves? Debate among panel of experts. Loss of virility, losing the remote control to your significant other, helpline and support groups. Learning how to find things, start looking in the right place instead of turning the house upside down while screaming. Carla, you'll be quiet. <laughs> That's day one. Day two, empty milk cartons. Do they belong in the fridge or the bin? Group discussion and role play. Health watch. Bringing her flowers is not harmful to your health. PowerPoint presentation. Real men ask for directions when lost. Real life testimony of the one man who did. <laughs> Next, is it genetically impossible to sit quietly as she parallel parks? Living with adults, basic differences between your mother and your partner, <laughs> online class and role-playing. How to be the ideal shopping companion, relaxation exercises, meditation, and breathing techniques. Remembering Im important dates and calling when you're going to be late. Bring your calendar a PDA to class and teach you how to use it. And then getting over it, learning how to live with being wrong all the time. Individual counselors available. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Last week we preached on things that God can't do. Amen? And tonight we're going to continue with that. Last week we saw that God can't lie, that God can't be given a problem he can't handle. Amen? which is important to understand. And we looked at different things about that. And tonight we're going to see, if you'll turn with me to Psalm 77, the first point of tonight of something God can't do. Psalm 77. Heavenly Father, I ask now, Lord, you give me clarity of thought and mind. And Father, as we look at this, help us to remember you are Almighty God. You're the creator God of heaven and earth, and nothing is too hard for you. And Father, you can do all things, and you're always good, and you're always right, and help us never lose sight of that. We may not always understand, but it doesn't change your essence and who you are. And help us to remember your promises to us, word, as we look at some verses tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 77, and it starts out, starts out, and it says, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. 
Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? Or will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. And I said, this is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Tonight I want you to see as we look at this is that God can't forget you. So many times we feel like, God, do you, do you remember I'm still here? God, if you've forgotten me, Lord, is something wrong? Lord, do you love me? Lord, if I'm going through this, why? Father, I don't understand. You know, because so many times we forget different things with people. I fail all the time. You know, it kind of goes along with eight concussions. I don't remember things the way I ought. I struggle with stuff with that. But you know what I, I know I can claim? My God doesn't have that problem. He will not forget me. Turn to Isaiah 49. See, if you look at God when you get in troubles, you have problems, it kind of makes it easier to be able to see what's going on. Be able to see that, you know, things are temporary. Okay? And we get caught on the temporary things and lose sight of the eternal. And as we look at God, we need to see that He's eternal. It drives me crazy. God's not in a hurry. Lord, don't you know that has to be taken care of? And what He says in His Word is, I've got your back. you just got to wait on me. They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with what? They shall run and not be. They shall walk and not. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He won't forget you. Isaiah 49, look at verse 13. We'll start there. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing. O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people, and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet I will not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. I think that's kind of interesting, because... One of the ways that we know that our Savior didn't forget us is He says, Behold my hands and feet. If you carry the scars that you gain because of someone that you love, you don't regret the scars, but you don't forget. And it says here, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Thy children shall make haste. Thy destroyers 
and they that made thee waste shall go forth from thee. He's going to drive them off. But you see, I want you to notice that God won't forget you. Caveat. Unless you start messing with his word. Go to Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah 23, verse 37. Thus shalt thou say to the prophet, What hath the Lord answered thee, and what hath the Lord spoken? But since ye say the burden of the Lord, therefore thus saith the Lord, because ye say this word, the burden of the Lord, and I have sent unto you, saying ye shall not say the burden of the Lord. So what has happened? When someone claims to speak for God, that God said something, or God showed me, or this is what God wants, I've, I've dealt with a person who claimed to be a prophet. And then I told him what the Old Testament test was of a prophet, and what the judgment of a false prophet was, and they didn't want to continue talking to me. They didn't want... Yeah, aren't you glad you don't live under the Old Testament? Off with your head, man. Okay. Ye shall not say the burden of the Lord. Therefore, behold, I, even I, will utterly forget you, and I will forsake you in the city that I gave you and your fathers in casting you out of my presence. And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you, a perpetual shame, which shall not be forgotten. See what I'm saying to you? Don't mess with God's word. That was with the prophets saying that they spoke the burden of the Lord. Now go to Hosea. That's in the Old Testament also. If you don't know where it is, I wasn't here Sunday, so you can ask Pastor Kinney. I was... I, I know. I was checking them off on Sunday morning as I was listening to the message. And I was working on the answers in case any of you called. <laughs> Hosea chapter 4. Daniel, Hosea, Joel. Hosea chapter 4. Look at verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no what? Priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Man, isn't that a... You think about that? Because what are you, if you're here tonight and you're saved, what are you before the world? The priesthood of the believer is part of what being a Baptist is. You are a priest of the Most High God to the lost. This is a warning against the priest. And basically he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. They weren't following, again, what? Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Right? Fear of the Lord's beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord's beginning of knowledge. Knowledge of the holy is understanding. And the priests were to teach God's people the knowledge of God. 
That's why, you know, Pastor Kenny did mention some of the, the, the rewards for heaven. There's one crown that only those in full-time Christian service in the pastorate can earn. It's a pastor's crown. Okay? And it's not how big a church we had. It's how well we shepherd the flock. Okay? And so the priests are being held accountable, and people die for lack. You ever see somebody who got upset because they didn't know what God's Word said and how to handle a situation, and they, they, they got upset with God, and they pulled away? That ought not to be here. We pray that we bring you the whole counsel of the Word of God so that your, the people will not be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, if you give someone the information and you give them the knowledge needed to be able to deal with the circumstance they are in and the situation they're facing, and they choose not to, that is no longer the under-shepherd's responsibility. Because, you know, I, there's some churches, I want you to understand, there's some churches that the pastor acts as if he's the Holy Spirit to every person in there. And if they come up and they believe God's leading something and the scriptures are there for them, but that's not what the pastor wants, because most of the time he never wants anybody to move, Dan. Okay. All right? When I open my heart up, they're in my heart. I get calls from people all over this country because they're still in my heart. And they still say, Pastor, can you help me with this? Can you help me to understand this? Can you help me find the answer to this? Because I have you in my heart. And that's what a shepherd is supposed to do. Okay? But sometimes they'll say, well, God didn't reveal that to me, and because I am your pastor, you shouldn't be doing this. Because if you were supposed to, God would have revealed it to me. You know what I say to that? Oh, nuts. Okay? I am not your Holy Spirit. I can be, if I'm doing the right thing, a spiritual counselor to show you different things from what God says and then you make the decision as far as the Lord's leading. Okay, I teach a wheel, use it in premarital counseling. In the center of that wheel is Jesus Christ and the spokes are the Word of God, godly counselors, circumstances, and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the outside is where you go with the decision. Okay? And those all have to come into place. And I want you to understand that. See, God won't forget you. There is a greater, unto whom much is given, much is required. Things happen to people in the ministry that don't happen to people not in the ministry. And I'm not saying every time you see a pastor go down, that's a sin problem. No, because guess what? I've, told, I've known, I tell you right now, I've known there's a time when I've had to go in the hospital for surgery that God put me there so I could lead the guy in the bed next to me to the Lord. That's the way I've got to look at it. 26 times, that's the way I've got to look at it. Okay, so you need to understand, but you don't mess with God's Word. Look at Psalm 9. This is a nice one. This is not a, a hammer one. Psalm 9. It talks to you of the condition of your heart. Okay? Psalm 9. 
Verse 11 says, Sing praises to the Lord which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. So we have a responsibility to declare. You know, I love when someone gives a testimony when they get an answered prayer and they say, God did this or God did that. You know, that encourage other believers when you see prayers answered. Okay, our prayer warriors, they keep a list and they check off when the prayer is being answered. Sometimes an evangelist or a missionary hasn't let the walls know. And they keep praying for something until the answer is given there. And then they come in and they feel kind of foolish. Oh, I asked you to pray about that three years ago and I never let anybody know how that turned out. Okay? And see, that, that answer to the prayer, you, you, and you, it says there, sing praises to the Lord and answered prayer should always be shared. Okay? Sing praises unto the Lord which dwelleth in Zion, declare among the people his doings. When he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of what? Of the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. The cry of a humble heart, God always hears. Always hears. So God can't forget you. Go to Genesis 28. Genesis 28. I try to keep up on national news, and it's for me this week, one of the hardest things I have to see is when the parents, whether it's a mother or a father, end up taking the lives of their children and then committing suicide. And there's been four of them this past week around this country, this country. Innocence. The only thing I can praise God for is they were young enough that I believe they're in the arms of the Lord tonight. Okay. People who get looking at the wrong thing and forget what God would have. Outside, it's not in my notes, but the most precious thing you have is life. It's not your house. It's not any possession. It's life. And while you have life, you can have hope. Because God can work. Once you enter into eternity, the vagaries of this life are over. Amen? Genesis 28, verse 10. And Jacob went down from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and there tarried and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of the place and put them for, put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac, the land wherein thou liest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in thee and all thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's Jacob, whose name became what? So where is the blessing of God going to start from? 
and we keep losing sight of that, all history revolves around a little country about 60 miles wide and 120 miles long. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. You know what God can't do? He can't leave you. You know, sometimes you don't know where somebody is. Kent's visiting. You know what Kent likes to do to me? Okay, he's, he's a little more brash than Derek. Okay. Just a little bit. But they all like to come up behind Papa and scare the, I want to use the right words, the snot out of me. Okay, and I could be looking for them. Where are you? I don't know where they are. And you know where they are? Right there. Especially if the lights are turned down low. Okay. Because I don't care if I'm hunting, I don't care if I'm in the house in a dark room, I scream like a girl and swing like a gorilla. And can't keep, I says, you've got to stop doing it to me. But it's fun, Papa. And I says, it won't be if you keep it up. You know what happens to us many times? Not only do we think God's forgot us, we think God's left us. He never will leave you. He says, I love you with an everlasting love. That's going to be the next point going down through here. But he will not leave you. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 31. You know, this is the difference between religion and relationship. I'm not looking to get God's approval so he can be with me. I become God's child and he never will forsake me. Deuteronomy chapter 31, look at verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of, of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that goeth with thee. He will not fail thee, nor what? Nor forsake thee. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Look at verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses, so will I be with thee, for I will not, what? Fail thee nor forsake thee. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is what? Whithersoever thou goest. Well, those are promises to Israel. Wait a minute. If you're saved, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which ye have, which is where? In you. Wherever I go as a saved person, God is with me. Amen? He will not leave you. He is with thee. Turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Now I understand the doctrinal portent of the promises, but the application to us is so gravely important because we become His children. Being born again not of what? 
corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conversation, your manner of life, be without covetousness, and be ye content with such things as ye have, for ye hath said, I will what? Never leave thee nor forsake thee. I talk to people all times, different times. They go through hard times. Marriages come apart. And the loneliness can set in. The loss of a spouse or a loved one and the loneliness can set in. The loss of a child or loss of a mother or father and the loneliness can set in. You have a heavenly father. You have a savior that will never die and will never forsake thee. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I just want to encourage you with the promises of God. You need to look at Him. We always have to do that. We get caught up, and I'm telling you that from the day-to-day things, that sometimes I'm going, oh, it's getting harder and harder for me. Okay? Just the truth. With the concussions, with the brain trauma, it gets harder. But the one thing I always can claim, I think it's Robert Dick Wilson was his name. He was a a brilliant theologian of the late 1800s, early 1900s. He could fluently write and speak in Greek and Hebrew at age 12. So uh, you're talking somebody whose caliber is way above anybody in this building. He got down to the end of life, and he was asked, what's the most important thing you learned in your life? And he says, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. He's not going to leave you. God can't stop loving you. Our last point tonight. Jeremiah chapter 31. People today, they get married and they say, so, to be having to hold from this day forward as long as your love shall last. On nuts, again. Okay? Love is a choice, not an emotion. Make the choice and stick with it. And your emotions will follow. God made the choice for me. He chose to love me. I just, accept, learned, I just accepted that love and now I'm responsible for that love. Okay? Jeremiah 31, verse 1. At the same time, saith the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee. With what kind of love? Everlasting love. Therefore, with what? Loving kindness I have drawn thee. When you choose to love somebody, you will then reach to them in kindness, loving kindness. Perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because first loved us. I just quoted you verses. If you want to know where to find them, ask Pastor Kenny. 
Romans chapter 8. Very familiar passage. We, you hear us quote it. Okay? Verses 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels. Now see where he's going? Death or life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, right now, nor in your future, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. See, nothing can. He's trying to cover it all here. It's totally inclusive shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God can't stop loving you. And once we have a handle on that, we can face what goes on around us. It doesn't mean that it never hurts again. It doesn't mean that you're always, you know, it's always glitter and smiles. But it means the foundation is always there because the wise man builds his house upon the rock. Go to 1 John 4 and we're done for tonight. Tonight, God can't forget you, God can't leave you, and God can't stop loving you. Why? Why? 1 John chapter 4 Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is what? Is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Here in His love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins. He was the payment. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. We are purchased by love on the cross. We are kept by love by the earnest of our inheritance, which is the promise and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit given to all those who have accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So tonight, remember, when Thames looks dark, God can't forget you. When it seems like, Psalm 27.10, I've had to counsel the people on that. It says, when thy father and thy mother forsake thee, the Lord will take thee up. He can't leave you. And always understand that he cannot stop loving you. Because if he could, he is not God. And all God's people said, Amen. Good night and God bless.